Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Leaving Hillsong. And the Leaving Hillsong is the most important thing you can do if you're anywhere near it right now. Hello, my name's Tanya and I am so happy that you are here today to jump right back into The One, part two with Glenn Moses. Now, Glenn is married to Natalie and uh, they've been having an interesting time since they left. Hillsong themselves after being involved for quite some years, what, five, six years. And uh, Glenn's got a lot of uh, thoughts on how things could change if they were to change, uh, how he feels about that model. So let's jump right back in where we were talking about connection and how important it is just in people's daily lives and how much of an antidote it is to the the separation and the disconnection that leaving places like this can often bring about. So let's jump right in to the one, part two, with Glenn Moses. Sometimes I think it's even just having those conversations and that connection. I cannot emphasise the connection thing enough because it's the antidote to the isolation, um, the, the devastation that people, you know, are on their own, they've been rejected, they've been thrown out, something's fallen apart. Connection is the medicine for that. So, you know, there's That's nothing it. strange about that. You've hit the nail on the head, though, with everything, not just life. But if we, you know, we're talking about church, the whole thing is about connection with God, with Jesus. It's a, like a real connection, not, well, I'm going to go to this building and we're going to sing and dance about you, but having that actual, real sit down in your own yard, have a chat to God, talk to him about the things you're going through, get closer to him by getting to know him. And and I don't think that's necessarily what you get when you go to a church, any church. Um, you know, you get some good music sometimes and got to love those smoke machines. Uh, yeah, they're good. <laughs> Sorry, it's I'm a little a sarcastic. One, it's a, no, not at all. It's a one-way event and I remember a friend of mine finished her studies or something and she went to them and said, okay, cool, I'll come and be a, like a minister and stuff. And they said, no, we don't do that interactive stuff. I Me, mean, you're welcome to do that on a volunteer basis if you want somewhere else. But this is one way. You go to the show, if you've got questions, you can ask that connect group, I don't know, in five or six years' time oh, when yeah. they get back. If, if they're real. 
<laughs> All right, so, I'm going to tell you. So ironic. Let's talk, that connect connect groups. Let's talk yes. connect group. So I get made the shh to IC of the 6 p.m. service. And then, and, I, and I'll give it to this guy. He worked full time and was, is an unpaid, you know, pastor. He doesn't get paid for being the 6 p.m. pastor. And so uh, there are administrative duties that he needed to perform that became, you know, they were always a burden on him. And I got that. And so, he asked me if I could take over uh, reporting on the connect groups, which was a fortnightly thing where I had to make sure every connect group leader from the 6pm service had put in their numbers in their report. I compiled the report and it got sent off to whoever looks at that. I don't know. Um, in fact, it, a lot of times it went to Nat in her department because you know, organizing where, how they allocate things, resources um, that for the future comes from numbers. Quickly, uh, for people who don't know, what was her role at the time, Natalie, when you're saying the numbers? Well, her... she had multiple roles. Um, you know, so she was uh, hired in the finance department, um, not as an accountant, um, but then she got put on lots of different projects. She's a whiz at data analysis. I mean, you okay. give her a whole folder full of information that would put the rest of us to sleep and by the end of it she would have come out with a whole stack of uh, detail so and stuff so they put her on a lot of different projects okay. you know, she was in charge of overseeing giving um, you know engagement all kinds of stuff in the finance area so anyway these numbers would go to that area and others so i mean you need to know that kind of stuff who's still going to connect group how do you engage you know so anyway i sitting there one day and the the 6 p.m pastor said to me like let's log on to the system it was over zoom because it was during COVID, and so he's running through on the my hillsong system how i would do this and he's starting to open up each connect group and just clicking on people's names to say they were there that week and then clicking on the bit at the end where you finish it and then blah 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 we did that for all of them you run the report and i'm thinking to myself was that just a dummy run like or was that real? And it, so he finishes, he says, you got that? And I went, yep, and he hung up. And I realized he just did the report for that week, but made it up. And so I, I had a crisis right then. I'm like, oh my goodness, I'm not going to lie. So I rang a friend and I told him what had happened and I, I was really struggling, like, I don't know what to do. And so I came up with a plan. I rang back the service pastor and I said, look, this whole thing's a bit of a mess. There's a you know some people i know aren't there you know do you mind if i look into the connect groups and and just tidy it up a bit and he was like oh no where you go you fix that so at that point um for the 6 p.m service for adults and families we had 38 connect groups with about 400 people in them but once i rang all the connect group leaders and whittled out the ones that were no longer connecting <laughs> we had nine connect groups You're and joking. 80 people are you trying to are you trying to tell so, me there might not be eight billion people going to hillsong those numbers might well be yeah yeah and so i yeah. would do the report properly then every fortnight and uh i know my pastor friend was not happy about that and i knew that even more so when one day I got a Zoom call from the Connect Group pastor, who's an actual uh, paid employed position at Hillsong. And uh, so I've never really spoken to him before. So we're on the Zoom. I'm a bit nervous. He's like, Glenn, mate, we just want to start off by saying we love you and we love your integrity and your passion for the people. And 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 I'm thinking, and but what? But I'm waiting for the but. But... We have a system in place that we've been doing for many years. It's quite successful and blah, 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 blah. So he didn't say the words, but of course we all know he was saying, pull your head in. Uh, you know, you've messed the whole thing up. That's not how we do it. But I had deleted all the fake ones out of their system. So there was no going back. They were stuck with just the reality. Um, but then, yeah, I've quit. I quit um, before okay. I stopped going to church. I quit. That night I stood down from serving uh, December before all this stuff came up. So what is it, 21? December 21, we stood down. We, we quit the, the serving team and so I quit doing that. And then I, I would go into the system after that 
<laughs> to have a look and he would be marking down that I was at my connect group even wow. when we didn't have it. Wow. So he'd just gone back to his old ways of how they wanted it done, just all the fake reporting. And you bring uh, up a really interesting point because it's one thing to go around telling people you have to do the right thing, you have to be honest, but it's not always consequence-free. It, like you say, you do know what I mean? Like you, you come across something that you see is wrong, you don't necessarily... It's not always that easy, door number one or door number two. Um, and you might need to ask for help or advice or, but then you eventually made a decision where you wouldn't be associated with that. So, do you know what I mean? There's, there can be some negotiations and, and, you know, you're not expected to necessarily know what the right thing is to do immediately. But yeah. then eventually you have to kind of make a decision and you could have just hung around and gone, yeah, okay. Awful. Just keep putting in the numbers in. Just don't get mad at me, and maybe I'll be lead pastor one day. Or... <laughs> no, that's not Ooh. me. I'm a back row sitter. Before all this serving and helping and leading, I would be sitting at the back in the dark where I belong, uh, where I'm happy. Uh, the whole front thing and being seen and being known is not my go. But these are precisely the situations I think that people get entrapped in, or. or enmeshed or stuck in because nobody wakes up in the morning and says, oh, I'm going to go and enable some fraud or I'm going to go like <laughs> necessarily. But you know what I mean? You, you get kind of thrown in a situation. There's other people looking at you. What do you do? Yeah. Um, so that's really Yeah, I, I felt the pressure though. when he first showed me how to do it. Like I had that moment of, well, will I just keep doing this wrong? Or will I, you know, stick to my morals? And so I had a moment. Uh, I rang a mate. <laughs> I phoned a friend. Uh, I needed help with the answer. And, yeah. and you know, this guy I rang, he just said to me straight away, you're not going to do that. And I went, no, no, you're right. I'm not. So <laughs> yeah. I, I needed yeah. that. Uh, but sometimes you need that. Um, but I was part of the system. Uh, I Look, I would go back this Sunday and serve if things were different. I've got heaps of people there I love, uh, friends, you know, people I call family, and the bulk of the congregation are awesome. And there's so much more to do, which I think now, I, you know, who's doing it now that I'm not doing it? Um, I, I'm not saying I was the only one doing anything right, well, but I'd go back, you know, but I can't go back until it changes and it's not changing under the current uh, what what um what do you think of the current global goose? I mean, there is this huge question oh. out there. What what does Hillsong need to do to change, make things better? Well, I tell you, I mean, anyone in any organisation would say to you that anyone complicit in the wrongdoings beforehand need to go and all new people be put in before you can go forward. And that's in any business. If you're in yeah, a business yeah. where the, all the directors on the board and that were all taking all the money and doing all the wrong thing, they've all got to go. So yeah. I, like many people, I was hopeful. People were going, wow, this could be good. This could be great. I was still thinking, well, we'll see how we go. I, you know, it's more of the same. It's just more of the same. But the thing is with Brian... As I explained earlier, I can concede that that happened to him. He became a victim of his own celebrity and, and ego. The new guy, that it's all still the same. And to me, that's worse. Like, look over here, look over here. While over here, it's business as usual. I don't know. can't imagine. I'm sure that. Um, no. Because that whole tax-free thing is all about, you know, that travelling creature who's got nowhere to rest their head at night so i'm sure mm. phil was just getting around in a bunch of lowly motels to spread the good word um, yeah, yeah. I, I mean so you're not seeing change in this model of light no or uh, certainly nothing mean certainly nothing that's going to impact the people that were left out before i mean to you and me sitting in the congregation looking for connection, looking for something, do we care if someone's in the green room? I mean, I don't agree there should be a green room, yeah. but whether it's open or not isn't affecting me either way. I wasn't invited, so <laughs> now that it's yeah. shut, I'll boo-hoo. You know, uh, yeah. I'm still sitting like out the front wondering where you are. 
the drunk guy still getting kicked out. Maybe they could have put him in the green room or he would have drunk all the alcohol, I guess. Um, there's, I think there's more where that came from. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. It's not running dry. <laughs> so um, do they, do they what, what do you see for their future then? Do they plateau? I mean, I wonder, from the business model that you're talking about behind a mega church, are they going to rebuild Phoenix-wise or what do you say? And you don't mean Phoenix like Terry Crisp, though. You mean the Phoenix. <laughs> Let's yes. make people laugh at me. I believe that this has to change worldwide. It has to change at Hillsong. It has to change at Elevation. It has to change at Bethel. It has to change at Lakewood. It has to change everywhere where they're not following Jesus' example. Am I stupid for thinking or wanting or praying for that? I don't know. Call me stupid. That's fine. But that's how I feel. And I'm not going to change my feelings based on whether that outcome is easy, too hard, impossible. I still feel that's what should happen. Um, you know, just the money. I, uh, video two in my YouTube channel, The Mega Church Must Die, it talks about world hunger. But not because that particular issue is some, you know, I, I am worried about world hunger, but my point was more about the, the wealth of the church. And so in that, I used the example of just the US-based faith organizations make $378 billion a year. And uh, the UN say that we need $37 billion a year between now and 2030 to eradicate world hunger completely. So we're talking, let's just use the biblical uh, concept of tithing. Maybe if the US-based faith organizations tithed 10% of that $378 billion, hang on a sec, I think that works out at the entire amount needed to abolish world hunger. That's devastating. So I am a dreamer. I am, I am that person that thinks that we can do that kind of stuff. And as I said, that was just US-based. Imagine what the whole worldwide religious community makes every year and what they could do with that. And, and what I see them doing that with that is making more churches, building bigger buildings, buying festival halls, the Hippodrome in the UK, all that stuff. But I don't see anyone getting fed or clothed or housed or looked after in any way. 100% the whole way through the pandemic, correct me if I'm wrong, I never saw any of these people talk about sickness or unemployment or fear or, you know, um, death, really. It was all about lockdowns Giving. and not being allowed to go to church and what are we going to do and, and not yeah. a, a, a drop of compassion for a global pandemic except for no. themselves. Because I, I, I don't see, I'm not saying you're, unrealistic i mean there was um mm -hmm. what was that charity um make poverty history oh yeah um, yeah and, and i mean it's yeah i mean it's all possible there's a twitter account called you know today's another day that jeff bezos decided not to end world hunger yep. elon musk spent 40 billion on twitter so he could be doing the same thing but they're not standing on stage just saying that god sent them and that they're going to tell you how to live your life either that's right Imagine how much of a witness that would be to the world, the unsaved, if they ended world hunger. Look at us. God sent us here and we're going to do this. We've solved the whole hunger thing. We're moving on to poverty next. Then we're going to educate the world. People would be long enough to come to church. Uh, gee, if we say that out loud, they might actually do that so they get more people in the church. Well, uh, I don't know because then they might there won't be a need and there might not be um, people as desperate or something like that. Yeah they might do themselves out of a job I'm, I'm not joking if you haven't got desperate desperate people that will make up their you know that kind of essential core of people because I mean there are people with serious illnesses and very serious life issues and grief and all kinds of things that those you know the green rooms like you say don't really matter um they just need somewhere to go yeah but I wonder yeah and, I mean, a lot of churches around the world, you know, they actually do sit around and eat and commune and stuff. Um, yeah, I don't know if, if because if people weren't in poverty, how would they respond to prosperity theology then? 
yeah, we're already prosperous. We don't need you. <laughs> uh, right. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, well, look, as I say, I mean, mathematically, all these things are easily solved by having people with the, the right will to do it, but they're not going to do it. You know, I can see that they're not going to do it. You know, I said it oh, out the other day in my video. Look, 10% a year for the next seven years, world, world hunger's gone, but they're not going to do it. So, Why? I mean, aren't these people Christians? I mean, that's what I, I keep wondering when we're going to arrive at a position. A friend of mine used to say, yeah, call it what you want, but don't call it Christianity because that's not what's going on here. And I, I don't think this place has got anything to do with Christianity apart from the buzzwords. I mean, you tell me. You were right there. Yeah, yeah. Look, all these places, they're not uh, living a Jesus example at all, you know, from the kicking people out to just looking at how they can move up the ladder and get more and spread to another city. Um, you know, I'm not against the idea of having churches all around the world that are branded with your brand, but if your culture you're exporting is flawed, then all you're doing is exporting that flawed culture around the world. I mean, you really got to fix where you are first and then expand if you want. And I think there's just too many problems. And I don't want to just pick on Hillsong. Uh, well, maybe I do want to. Maybe I want to. But I, there's plenty of other churches as well. Yeah, and yeah, I would I say mean, doing the same yeah. thing or not doing yep. in the same way. Um, yeah. Yeah. So it's just when stuff happens to you, like what's happened to us, when all we were trying to do for years was change things on the ground, you know, Nat in the office, me in with the people, we thought we had it covered, but at the end of the day, we were nobody. And um, we might have been making a little bit of difference in our tiny little sphere, but overall, with no power or authority, we were never going to make the change that, that is really needed. Your life isn't over yet. You don't know what will happen next. And I am such a strong believer in those little those private times with people and those little things, those little differences. I'm such a massive believer in those things. You never know how much hope or joy you've put into somebody's life that, you you know, seriously, you walk away from and you could have just made the hugest difference. I think it's old school feminism says the, the personal is political, even those, you know, those tiny little acts yeah. can... Oh, yeah, I know they're important. So that's a separate thing. I know, thing, I know what you're so saying. From the view of the people that you want to help, the, every little interaction is important. Um, but for the view of trying to fix the overall problem, those little interactions weren't fixing the problem. They were just in that area fixing those people or yeah. helping those uh, people. Yeah. And now you've made uh, me feel guilty that I'm not there and I'm not doing anything at the moment. But you're not so. in all places at all times being all things uh, to all men. Yeah. <laughs> There's your Hillsong oh, disease there, right. coming out, isn't it? You never yeah. join us, can you? Could have been doing more. Could have been well, the more. difference, though, I was never trying to serve Hillsong. I was trying to serve God. And so even though I was in that system, I was never serving that system. I was serving the people of the church that were coming to conferences and, and stuff like that. Um I, I couldn't care less what my brand is. You know, like I said earlier, I go to God's church. I don't go to Hillsong church. I'm not a fan or a follower of Hillsong. I'm a fan and a follower of Jesus. You know, I don't want to run down the front and be touched or touch the robe of Robert Ferguson. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I know I'm weird. <laughs> I, it's, yeah, I mean, I just, it, I just, I think about this a lot and whether people really want something like that in culture and, whether they want a mega church to serve at, um, whether blind faith suits people. I yeah. yeah. I mean, a lot of people say to me, well, the key is to destroy the mega church and only have little churches. But the bad stuff happens in little churches. Yeah. You know, because they're trying to blame all the issues on the size. And I, and yeah. I get why you can say that because of the, the extra money it gets, the extra, you know, yeah visibility people see it you're on tv all that kind of stuff but uh if you've got people that are not theologically sound in what they're doing if they're not facing 
their life on Jesus' example and you put them in a church of 50 people, they're going to ruin those 50 people. So to me, it's not about the size. Yes, the size makes it difficult. But to me, you tell me something's too hard. Well, I'm going to try twice as hard to fix it then. So, yes, the size makes it hard. But, you know, give me the keys. I'll look after it. <laughs> I'll try and do it. It might be the mega church mindset as well as the mega church that must dive in. Like, yes, yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely. I mean, Hillsong likes to say they're a small church with lots of people. You know, and that's such a lovely little catchphrase, except they're a bloody big church with a bloody lot of people <laughs> who all don't even know each other, who could walk past each other in the street and not even know they've been going to the same church as them for the last six years. So uh, all the little catchphrases in the world, uh, you know, they don't mean anything. Words, I mean, yeah, everyone goes on about words are powerful, and I get that they are, but actions are what count. And so you can say the word transparency, but if you're not transparent, you're not transparent. You can say you're the righteous, but if you're not actually righteous, you don't get to self-proclaim these things. You've actually got to do them. You know, you can't just nominate yourself to be a righteous man. You've got to act like a righteous man. And so I don't care what anyone is saying uh, at the moment at that place. I only care about what they're doing. Because words are cheap. But I'm interested in what you might say to... He was essentially saying, How, what do I do if I'm in Hillsong and my family's in Hillsong? I don't want to hurt those people. Or I've left Hillsong, my family and friends are in there. What do I do? I'm stuck in the middle. What do people do? Glenn, mm. like, how do you make those yeah. decisions? They're big. Like you said, it's... Yeah. It's wiped yeah. out all the connections you had. Well, a lot of it comes down to thinking that it, you've got to be part of a club in the first place. You know, you're putting some importance on the fact that you go to Hillsong, you know, whereas you, you should just be happy to be going to church or, you know, wherever that happens to be that week. Uh, I just think that we push too hard on the, hey, we're Hillsong we're, or we're, Bethel or where whatever name you want to put on it, we try and make that the focus, which is completely wrong. It's all about Jesus. Again, I can't keep, you know, from saying the word Jesus all the time because that's what it's about. It's his church. It's not ours. It's not Hillsong's church. But I just think there's too much focus put on that. If I decide and I'm there and I've got family and friends there and I want to go to Dayspring down the road, uh, it shouldn't make any difference. But people get upset by all this stuff, don't they? It shouldn't. It you know, why, shouldn't. Why should it matter where I, you know, get my fill? You know, if I decided that Hillsong's not the place for me anymore and somewhere else is going to meet my needs better, it doesn't have to be a confrontation. It doesn't have to be a horrible thing. It's just like that place was not doing it for me. I'm now going to this place. But people do get upset. Uh, Hillsong, take offence personally. They'll, they'll hate everything I've said today. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to, it's not for me to judge or, or whatever, but it is It is really interesting how the focus shifted to, um, I noticed it a lot in their posts because when we were young, it was always go home and pray and read your Bible. And now it's go home and pray for your church, you know, yep. pray for your leaders. And there's no read the Bible and it's really changed. So I don't know if this is a generational thing or it sounds like you were born into it into a smaller church but these hillsong attendees are not encouraged to do their own reading of the bible so what seems obvious to you in terms of like well jesus like he didn't you know it was all pretty simple camels and needles and stuff yeah, i love that one i doubt well it's so do you know what i mean like it's gobsmacking for journalists to go but even i know that the camel and the needle Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. 
Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Um, yeah. It's almost uh, like I always hear that one and they're trying to make me prosperous and rich. And I'm thinking, but won't that make it harder for me to get into heaven then? It's, it's in the Bible. It says that that makes it's almost impossible for a rich man to get in. But my, you know, I don't know that you need to go looking at original kind of Greeks and Hebrews and languages and kind of philosophies because it's all kind of simple. I don't know. I mean, you tell me the last time they, they talked about blood on the cross or sin or salvation. Or well, they don't talk about that. Um, you know, I, I saw... Uh, Joel Osteen interviewed and they said to him, well, how come you don't talk about sin or hell? And now I've never been there, so I don't know that he doesn't, but apparently he must not because they're asking him this in an interview. And he just smiled with that big smile he's got and laughed and said, you know what? There's already too many people saying bad things in the world. I just want people to be happy and come and hear the good news, the good news of Jesus. And, and you know what? He almost had me there <laughs> as soon as he started talking about the good news. I'm like, oh, yeah. But, yeah, it, Who wants more problems? they don't Who talk wants... about the bad stuff. And I'm not saying it should that. be Israel, Palau, and tell everyone they're going to hell. Yeah, you know, yeah. maybe, maybe, you know, coat it nicely, sugarcoat it a bit or whatever. But it's still there. It's still a reality. We are all still sinners. And without him, we are destined to go the wrong way. But. You know, that's um, not even mentioned um, at church these days. Yeah, I mean, I wondered because when we were young, but life was simpler then and people have now got so many more things to worry about. I, who wants to think about that as well when I've got to update my iCloud and, you know, or like there's so, well, there is, there's so many more things. Yeah, I just want to but, hear a happy message and go home, you know. Be feel a bit uh, better look, or something, wouldn't you? I mean, it's appealing. Look, I'm old. Let's keep saying it. I'm old. And oh, all the older things, than me. I forgot. Yes. Yeah, yeah. All these things you say that people have to worry about are things that an old person like me has has looked at and gone, oh, my goodness, look at all these things that make my life easier. Mm-hmm. This technology helps me. Uh, mm-hmm. Having the ability to take five million photos on a holiday and not have to worry about getting the film developed. That is so awesome. Oh. And, and yet, for some reason, life's so hard for people these days. It is really rough. You know, my boss wants me to work the whole eight hours. You know, I have to come in five days a week. You know, oh, it's, yeah, don't I, start I, me on that. That's a completely different thing. I, um I had a best friend and her grandfather was a grave digger in a concentration camp for five years. I'll never forget that because it's like no Centrelink, no holiday loading, no Melbourne yeah. Cup day in the concentration camp, you know what I mean? No. no. A lot of people these days don't have any idea what hard work is or, or struggle or whatever. Except uh, then again, while I'm in the middle of the saying that, I'm saying, all right, Maybe emotionally and mentally I'm tougher and so I've got a certain threshold. But if someone's threshold is lower and they're feeling the stress and, and pressure when at something that I would consider to be nothing, but to them they're actually feeling that, yeah, so I've got to shut up. It's no, really no, it's, it's, it's all your perception, I guess. They're different challenges, yeah. I guess. But, I mean, I was just thinking that, look, if you're given a, a hellfire and brimstone message or you're given a God loves you and he just wants to hug you all day long and be your friend message, which one's going to kind of be a bit more palatable yeah. for, especially for, the people, door. Yeah, for people who don't necessarily know any different or, uh, as no. you know, there's a lot of people come from very traditional or rigid religious backgrounds. Mm. It would be a huge relief. Um, yeah, look, I've got a... a- one of my closest friends at the moment, he started coming there a couple of years ago, had a Catholic background, but wasn't, you know, like a lot of Catholics just 
was born into it, so didn't actually go. Um, and he loved the music. He's a musician himself, so he came more because of that. But he did get to the point where he, he gave his life to Christ. He got baptised because, you know, that was the thing. You've made your decision, quick jump, jump in the pool. And then uh, about a month after that, he contacted me and he was thinking of leaving the church because he felt like he'd been tricked into getting baptised so they could pick his name off the list and then they just dumped him. He felt no connection Ooh. to anyone or anything. Past, like he was everybody's favourite until they got him in the pool dunked his head and said, off you go, sir, live your life. And I, I've spent hours with him since then. We go for coffee quite regularly. Um, he still goes there. I convinced him to stay. Um, and now he has a community there, which is good. But he was willing to walk away from that because of how, his words, how fake it seemed to him. Like they just put on the show to attract him to the door, to dunk him in the pool and spit him out the other side. He felt it was like a, a factory. So, uh, but luckily, you know, he's he's doing well there now, so that's cool. There are good people there. You know, I'm not anti-Hillsong. I'm anti-corporate Hillsong. Right. That's, you know, uh, I, I love the people. The majority of people have got absolutely beautiful intentions and want to connect mm. and do something positive and find truth. I mean, yeah. Um, yeah, you're uh, right. Yeah. So it's hard because if That's you come out sad. and say anything against Tillsong, they think you hate them all. Uh, I'm, as I keep saying, I go back there. I, you know, I've spent, but that's for the people I, you, you know, right? That. I mean, that's because um, you've, yeah. you've got, yeah. yeah. That's not because yeah, so of Tillsong itself. Leave and come with me. I bet I want to go back there. No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it, but you know what I mean? It's not because of anything particular hill song you know is it no 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 that's not because of hill song at all oh maybe because of the music i am a bit fussy when it comes to music yeah, yeah. we have left left churches in the past because i said to that yeah that uh singer was out of tune and the guitar wasn't right oh. and the sound sucked so we have to go oh, somewhere you're else one of them, are you? Okay. because i enjoy music yeah and yeah. so because i can't play or sing or anything myself if the person on the stage is singing as off key as I am, <laughs> I and guess I should relate be, to that. But, yeah, gospel but can I, be so powerful. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I really, really, really enjoy a good worship evening, you know, and, and they do provide that. And, um, yeah, so I do miss that. But as for the deeper stuff, I get that from my guys, from my group, from my camping, from the, all that stuff that's been taken away from me. But... And now I get it on YouTube. Uh, but no, I get it from the connections I made there, which I could have made at any building anywhere. But it, it, so the camping and the and the coffees and stuff, you could call that church, couldn't you? Yes, yes. We do Gathering have an argument. Together? With the one guy in our group, he only believes it's church if you're in the building called a church, whereas we argue with him all the time saying, no, our connect group here is church. No, we're at camping doing this this is church um but yeah he's he's a pastor from way back and so he has a, a few old uh, fashioned ideas about you know it's got to be in the building mm -hmm. but no you're right it church is where two or three are gathered um and i don't think that's particularly if two or three are gathered watching the footy um but maybe even then you know if you're having that connection um so yeah i don't need the building i need the people but um I, yeah I my place is isn't big enough <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I just I think that's one of the great deceptions is that you know the church has to be such a focal role in people's spirituality and I just don't see that evidence in the Bible bits which you and I have read maybe together we could call it the whole Bible between but do, do you know what yeah. I mean it just it's not yeah, a focal yeah. point and what happens at Hillsong a lot, and this is what I've been witness to so many times, is that new Christians that gave their lives there will tell you that Hillsong saved them. <gasps> I'm not kidding. Yeah, Hillsong this, saved them. This is the to the point the where one guy said he would only marry a Hillsong girl because, you know, that's all that mattered was a Hillsong saved person. Yeah. Um, 
It's like a eugenics bloodline kind of thing, isn't it? That's yeah, thing. yeah. And look, he was excited. He came from a devastating history, personal history, and had such a radical transformation by coming to the place. I understand the feeling that that organisation saved you, but it was the people that spoke to him. It was uh, the group that got around him. And I would say to him for months, Hillsong didn't save you, mate. You don't need to be in the building. Come with me now and we'll do church somewhere else. And it's just the same. And it took him uh, and all the others I know that were the same, various amounts of time, but months sometimes to get to the point where they realized, well, hang on, my relationship is with Jesus, not with Brian and Bobby and, and all the people at the building, you know. Uh, you know, they used to go there. I know one guy used to go there and take pictures in, in the secret garden and out the front, uh, you know, but he, he he knows now that, you know, his faith with Jesus is so much stronger and he, you know, we can have a joke about it every now and then again about how he used to say he'd only marry a Hillsong girl and, and all that. But that's what happens to people there. They get that brainwashed. I, I, Jake um, from the framework talks about, and I hadn't heard it before, it's a common thing, the evangelical industrial complex. And I don't know if you've heard all this before because I hadn't crossed my mind that uh, 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 Christ said he didn't want converts, he wanted disciples. Yep. And what people do is they go and get converted, but they get converted to Brian or to yep. whoever's preaching that message. Um and then it's and you know, certainly not discipling. Well, so that really is as extreme as that. It really is. I, I see it happen. And... I see it happen. It's it's kind of freaky, and you know, you're trying to be kind and and being there for them, but at the same time, you want to laugh at them and go, "You idiot!" Like Hillsong did not save you. You know, uh, well, Jesus on the cross saved you. Nothing else. Nobody else. Not me talking to you now. Uh, you know, nothing. Jesus, but, that's it. That's that word in Jesus. They're repeating what they've been told, though. What they oh, exactly. uh, the message they've absorbed. They're obviously because repeating. if you don't, if you don't sell your brand, you don't make the money. Oh, am I talking about church or a business? Oh, so, I okay, get confused. But, but you know what I mean. In I'll terms of that little customer, they don't know if they've never been in a store like that before. Um, yeah. Yeah. Wow. So yeah. It, <laughs> I often sit around thinking, what am I going to put in the next YouTube video? But this stuff is endless. I could talk for years on yeah, a different yeah. subject every single time. There is so much depth to the the amount of things from the financial side of things, which I can, will not talk about at the moment, to the the personal side of things, uh, you know, the discipling side of things, everything. It's just it's just wrong at its core. So. Yeah, I don't know. Pretty brave to do all this, by the way. I mean, this is the hard stuff, I think, the kind of emotional reckoning and the honesty about ourselves. Well, well, let's be honest then. Would we have done this if Hillsong didn't do what they did? And I would say no. We would have kept plugging away in our spot where we were, me just trying to make my little difference in the foyer every Sunday and Nat pointing out the stuff in the office, blah, blah, blah. But for some reason, this happened and it forced our hand. You know, would we prefer to right now be back in time, me still sitting down the front talking to my crew and that's still just going and doing a job every week and doing the best she can? Yes, that's where we prefer to be. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, we didn't do this. So uh, people call us brave and, and whatever and... Um, what do you mean you didn't do it? You filed a complaint in Fair Work. As well, well, yeah, but, but it's more like we were forced into it. Okay. You know, Nat, and we should. I'm not allowed to say anything. Yeah, yeah, but you know, all Nat and I have ever wanted is to see injustice and and do something about it. And uh, I guess we're sort of brave for continuing on, like we could have run away. Yes. And, and yeah. And daily, we daily. We think about that. It, it certainly would be easier. Yeah. But at the same time, it's caused us so much hurt. And why would you run away when you're, you know, you're already in this hole? We might as well try and dig ourselves out of it. We didn't put ourselves in it, but yeah. So it'll be interesting what happens in 
yeah, the coming weeks and days and whatever? Well, um, before we, um, the mega church must die, before we leave people with mega, mega church must die, MMD, because people like shuffle on over to my DMs and stuff and they're like, so any news of Natalie Moans? Yeah. So what, what's your official thing? You've got matters coming up. It's still happening. Um, so we're still look, in mediation when I say we. I mean, the whole of yeah, the still in the mediation has process. to conclude. That's, yep. that's all I can say there. Yep. Um, okay. And when it will conclude, I can not really tell i mean awesome. uh, during this entire process which i'm not allowed to talk about uh, dates of when things were supposed to have happened just don't seem to happen at that time i mean the whole legal system seems very weird to me i'm wondering if it's all run by the lawyers so they can extend everything out well, further and bill well, more hours let's let's uh, let's mm -hmm. wonder about that that's a whole nother mm -hmm. set of videos mm -hmm. I'll, I'll do them later anyway so look we're hoping that sometime soon we'll have some more clarity on what is what life's going to look like going forward. And that's a pathetic answer, I know, but legally, no, it's not. I no, 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 no. Um, uh, that's as you know, you it's as transparent as you can get, and you know, when you can speak, there will be people hanging on your every word. You know, mm. so I bet people are really really interested so that nobody's going anywhere and then you know you can start yeah doing i mean i've been sitting on my hands for for eight nine months now and and wanting to speak myself you know and that you know if you knew me well you'd know this is not me to shut up for this long and that's well. why she encouraged me to do the channel where i do not discuss the matters at hand um uh -huh. but um that's sort of making me feel a bit better but yeah i mean one day uh, I'm hoping to, yeah, just open the floodgates and say oh, yeah. every, everything. But, yeah, oh, yeah, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Yeah, wonderful. Because, uh, seriously, this isn't going away. People people have invested, as you know. Yeah. Yeah. It, it just seems okay. to be the right time now, too. There's so much happening with the different podcasts happening, uh, different documentaries happening on a couple of different TV stations. Uh you know, all the stuff you've been doing for ages and other people now are starting up. I just have a feeling of if not now, then never. So, yeah, yeah I'm quietly confident about the world's ability to address these issues and get some kind of resolution, whatever that'll be, I don't know. Yeah, uh, I agree with you. And I had just stupendous faith in the generations to come as well. They're smart, they're clever, they're you know you think you're cynical so yeah and they want real change they want real change yep. and they're they're not going to kind of be polite about it and say oh sorry i didn't mean to offend you or anything on the way either so yeah no i'm happy to offend as long as i'm not going to get um you know taken to court over it so oh yeah you were going anyway weren't yeah. you i mean not me not me i'm just the court jester the queen's the queen oh. i'm technically Oh, hail our queen. Thank you so much, King Glenn. No worries. So, no worries. It was um, good to thank talk. you so As, much, I Glenn, I, on so many levels. The Mega Church Must Die must. is a YouTube channel that you're, uh, you're putting a little time into there so people can find you, Glenn Moses, at the Mega Church Must Die channel. Is that the correct title? Yep. Yep. Uh, I will be attempting to put out three videos a week starting from this Ooh. week. Uh, Monday, Wednesday, Friday is my goal. It won't be due to a lack of content. It'll just be, you know, you know, if we get a call from the lawyers or you know, something. No, no. But, smart. yeah, that's the go. So um, hopefully tomorrow I'll have one up. Should be thank good. Thank you so much. No worries. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. We'll talk soon. Yeah, no worries. Well, thank you Bye. for having me on. I appreciate it. And no, letting thank me you. talk and talk and talk. <laughs> okay. All Thanks day. a lot. Bye. See ya. And that is Glenn Moses from the Mega Church Must Die channel. And he is uh, pumping out those videos. He's really taken to it. Just, you know, Mr. Stay-at-home dad is uh, Mr. Content Maker. It's pretty cool. So go check that out, please. Thanks so much to Glenn for sharing and, and talking and like 
you know, being a man that says things about not being fantastically great and positive all the time. I know that's super, super helpful. Thank you everyone for listening right to this point. That's just so great. Your support is so, so appreciated. Please keep up the support for Glenn and Natalie and for our little Leaving Hill song project here as well. Uh, there is so much work that's going on behind the scenes and so much more. The best, of course, is yet to come out from us and also from uh, those people over there. There's just going to be so, so much more and there's a lot of a lot of work ahead of us. So please keep liking and sharing and subscribing. And if you can, drop by the support for Leaving Hillsong at Patreon or PayPal because there's just so much more that could be done with, with more resources. If you can do that, please do that. And, uh, well, you know the rules. You, you've got to be kind to yourself because there's going to be so much carnage ahead when people look at decisions they've made and things that they've done that they now regret in light of this report the whistleblowers report that came out this week uh which you can find a link to on facebook and instagram of leaving hillsong if you want to take a look uh it's in a google drive online for you so we're going to really need to uh consider that kindness thing again because there's going to be a lot of hard feelings throughout this and um you know it would be better to maintain our good relationships than to you know we're gonna have to look at, at what to do with those relationships and some people are going to have spent a lot of money uh that they could have spent somewhere else so that people could use uh private jets as ubers and that is going to cause conflict i'm sure so you're going to need to keep being kind to yourself have a bit of compassion on yourself forgive yourself and uh you know be kind to that person next to you it's a challenge i uh i know there isn't always time and there isn't always energy do what you can because you just got to keep leaving hillsong and it's going to be all right it really is catch up on other episodes if you don't believe me and uh We'll talk very soon. Bye.